Hi, and welcome to the Pink Grapefruit Podcast, where visionary conversation and cheeky insights link this superfood to lessons in leadership, resilience, and culture. You know, we all bring a belief system, history, and values into every action that we have. And in each episode of Pink Grapefruit, we'll explore how our backgrounds shape our thoughts, our words, and our actions. I'm Kathy Opp, president of K2OH Solutions, and my co-host for Pink Grapefruit is Deanna Brown. Hi, everyone. You know, in our consultancy practice, we focus on guiding our clients to build and sustain organizations with a positive values-based foundation. So our goal really is to assist our clients in pushing beyond those perceived limits to achieve their most aspirational goals. As long-term consultants, we've made a lot of trips around the sun and we've experienced people at their best and worst. So we're on a mission to uncover what people need to become the best version of themselves. So as you join us in each episode, we'll slice open and share fresh ideas and insights along with effective tactics to elevate your daily life at work and at home. This is Deanna Brown and Kathy Opp. Welcome to Pink Grapefruit. Hey, we're back again with our next episode of Pink Grapefruit Podcast. I'm Deanna Brown with K2OH Solutions. And I'm Kathy Opp. Great to be here with you today, Deanna. It is. What a good day today. It's sunny out where we're at, so I hope everyone's having a great day. We want to start off by talking about coach and the meaning of that word and are you coachable as a leader? Yeah, not only as a leader, but we've talked a lot about uh, mentorship and uh, roles of mentors and mentees. So, yeah, are you coachable by your um, as a mentor and by your mentee? Are you open to that? Absolutely, because in our in our mentoring program, being a coach is one of the ten dedicated roles. So, you know, really good coaches. They ask great questions, right? They explore facts and feelings. They explain interpretations of things. Maybe they offer some different perspectives or, or new approaches to somebody. This goes both ways and even outside of the mentoring role. That, that's what I love about teaching people uh, mentorship is that it's a two-way value proposition. So uh, yes. a lot of times we think of coach only one way, yes. uh, the sports analogy, but the reality is mentors and uh, who typically are strong leaders, strong leaders allow themselves to be coached. And uh, we've also talked about the relationship that maybe the disconnect between that hierarchical leadership and uh, maybe f- uh, several generations below coming up through an organization so are you open to hearing what that next uh, generation has to say? And, and by being open, I mean, really, do you hear it? Do you take it in? Do you, you pause and, and suspend judgment just because someone might be, you know, 25 and giving you feedback and you're 58? And do you automatically dismiss it because it's not something you're used to hearing? Or do you take a minute and say, hmm, Maybe I need to think about that a little differently now. I mean, right, we talked last time, there's five generations in the workforce right Right, now. Right, right. And I I think this is one of the most 
valuable uh, roles of mentorship, the coach role, because it, it focuses on exploring um, existing knowledge, on asking good questions, right? Not feeding people answers, not being an advisor, um, but asking questions and prompting uh, thinking in ways that allow the other person to apply um, new knowledge or to apply from a lens of a different perspective. Absolutely. It's about helping someone else, you know, look at a different way to make uh, good decisions, right? We all kind of have patterns in, in how we go about that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So through someone's insight, a little bit of coaching and positive intent uh, wrapped around it, you know, am I going to learn something at, you know, at the stage I'm at in life, I'd like to think that I am still really coachable mm-hmm. and value the feedback of those trusted people around me, right? What I guess, you know, talk for a second about the trusted people around us because, um, you know, you don't necessarily value the feedback <laughs> from every person on the planet, right? I mean, let's right. be honest. Right. And it's interesting, even this topic, how it it, uh, came up as I was reflecting on uh, some leadership uh, work that I was doing with a group of folks a couple of years ago. And uh, we were going through um, some leadership training, and I brought out uh, a book that I really like uh, from Dr. Peter Fuda, Leadership Transformed. He's a great leadership coach down under in Australia. And we we were studying the book, and we got to, um, I think it's chapter four on coach. And uh, right, right out of the uh, gate, uh, it's explained that this chapter is not about you as a leader or a mentor being a good coach, but about being willing to be coached yourself. And uh, when we got to... Um, discussing this particular chapter, the person who was in charge of the discussion that day basically came out and said, I didn't like anything that was said in this chapter. Sorry, Peter, I do love your book. But uh, so this person just created their own PowerPoint on what leadership was to them. And I thought, wow. So, so wait, so totally off topic, the chapter they were assigned about being coachable, they didn't like it. And so they just went out in left field and created something totally different. Exactly. Exactly. And I thought, wow, Wow. that's, um, yeah. That's bold. You know, it makes me think that's a great example. It makes me think, though, I got, you know, I look back and say, okay, maybe you did want to do that chapter as it was assigned in in the group format. Wow, what if you could have come forward, though, and said, and been really honest and and transparent, right? Being transparent and vulnerable is part of being uh, coachable, right? And this person could have said, hey, you know what? I didn't like this chapter at all. I didn't agree with it, not buying in it, and I want to tell you why I think that way, and then can we discuss it? And allow others have some debate. Allow others to contribute, Mm -hmm. potentially shifting their mindset or or confirming it or whatever the outcome might have been. Right, right. So it was, and interestingly enough, that this person was um, a a pretty strong leader, and uh, the result of that person coming out and saying, "Oh, I'm not going to discuss the chapter because I didn't agree with. (laughs) I need to be coachable." 
was that others kind of jumped on that bandwagon and said, oh, oh, we could never do that in our departments because wow. of, you know, it would just be an attack. And so it, it's so it was an automatic shutdown. It was an automatic shutdown. And, um, you know, we don't know that for sure. But that speaks to um, organizational trust and trust between individuals. It speaks to organizational culture, which we'll get into in other um, podcasts. But it was it was just a fascinating dynamic to have the leader come in and say, no, mm-mm, I value the hierarchy more than I value knowledge. So which therefore, is, I'm not going to talk about it. Right, which I think is something, you know, at least in my experience, doesn't get talked about uh, that often is, to your point, do you value hierarchy and title uh, of yourself more than you value growth and learning and being coachable and hearing from your team members to not only arrive at, at better outcomes, maybe for team projects and, and initiatives, but to grow yourself as a leader, right? Right. We can't right. just be throwing it out. We have to be able to take some of it in. Correct. Correct. I, to- I totally agree. And how do we enhance the quality? You know, what was lost by... Um, not allowing oneself to be coached. And I think about the quality of my own thinking. Um, and, you know, as you're going through, um, as you're going through problem situations or, or life, we can get in that rut with our thinking. And what a great gift if you have a trusted relationship, whether it's supervisor and employee or mentor, mentee, for the other person, regardless of hierarchy, to give you that gift of conversation, of talking through and explaining how they're interpreting a situation. Absolutely. And it, it makes me think about the, the critical need for the, the team around you. I mean, if you look at, at sports teams, you know, every head coach has his entire coaching staff around him that tell him, hey, I don't think this is going to work this way, or I think this is a better play on this part, right? And it's really right. no different for those of us in the in the workforce. We need this entourage, this trusted group of people right around us that – because change is hard, right? It, yeah. Just as a basic human thing, change is usually hard, harder for some of us than others, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a good Taurus. I come along a little <laughs> bit slower sometimes, dragging my feet, depending on the subject. But it's important to have those trusted in work and out of work, right? I think right. it's a, I think it's a dynamic combination of friends and trusted colleagues, those that are tightest to you at work. Um, you know, it, it's that variety of people that can tell you, you know, and that you can ask, hey, you know, my goal was to not be blank the last 30 days. Kathy, have you seen me doing that at all? Right. right? Or or, and a, or just a willingness for me to say, hey, Deanna, I've noticed this yes. in the last couple of weeks. What What's going on? So um, I thought, well, let's talk a little bit about how you, um, how you get to that trusted relationship, you know, because mentorship is... Um, an interesting dynamic and it isn't uh we would never advocate that it's the mentor mentee relationship be supervisor uh and employee in in that 
But yet this particular analogy in the coach uh, role works all in mentor and mentee relationships, also works supervisor-employee relationships. But how do you get to that trusted level? What does that entail? Because some of us might say, I, you know, I just can't be vulnerable. How do you start? Where do you start? I think that that is a key foundational question to that, because without trust, none of it's going to happen, right? We're not going to be willing to be open, to be vulnerable, or to even hear, uh, you know, if I don't trust you, I'm not going to hear, you know, what you have to say about what you've observed in me in the last couple of weeks, right? I'm going to shut down. Or and, I might say, I didn't ask your opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If I want some advice, you know, I want your input, I'll come and ask, yeah. you know, and we hear that, we hear that too, you know, and in all honesty, in organizations. However... I would say across the board right now, the last few years, the level of trust has eroded greatly for a variety of reasons, right? The ground has become really shaky under that. And so um, I look at trust. Sometimes people will say things like, "Uh, I don't know. I don't really have any reason to not trust her, but I just I can't quite nail it. But it's it's something. And then the next person will say, well, it's because they're totally unreliable. I've asked for these things. They don't follow through. I've observed a lack of integrity, right? So people, From I your think, personal values. It. Yes, from right? your personal values. Mm-hmm. So um, in my mind, I think some of it starts with the reliability and the integrity factor. Without those, I don't know mm-hmm. that you can build mm-hmm. on anything. I mean, maybe people would love to comment on here about that. Right. That's my thinking. And I think, too, about how we work with uh, teams um, in, in uh, strategic plan implementation and how a core uh, competency of getting those teams lifted off the ground is establishing trust. And mm-hmm. it's exactly what you say. You have to have a framework for um, taking those small incremental steps to okay, I I said I will do this and I'm going to come back and deliver it and we're going to explore what the ramifications of that new knowledge is. So when you, you think about how you move out with people and create psychological safety and safety in the team, how you even innovate, it doesn't come from hierarchical relationships anymore. We have no. to be able to... Um, to work with people we may have just met. And so how do you get quickly into that trust? Well, and not to mention the huge variety of of cultures and just personalities and lifestyles that are in the workforce now in a in a much more visible, I think, way, right? Mm-hmm. Trust comes in for people at, at, at different ways depending on their, their background. Some people are naturally more trusting of others. Uh, than some. I think some of that's kind of a, you know, a little bit of a hard wire. I tend to approach things um, saying, yeah, no, I, I trust you until you show me that I shouldn't be. That's so the positive intent that's piece. That's the positive intent yeah. piece. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, you know, when you're wired that way a little bit, sometimes you get burned yeah. over the years, right? Maybe right. maybe learning to be a little bit more discerning um, is my lesson in that and being coachable. And so I don't know. Do you do you default to an automatic trust of a new person in that same I, way? I'm, uh, it depends. <laughs> uh, I think sometimes it's contextual to the environment that you've been in, uh, your past work relationships. But I would say um, I'm far more open now 
than I used to be because command and control just doesn't oh, cut that's it. It's gone. It, it's and if it's you're gone. trying to hang on to that whole command and control thing, <laughs> good, good, luck. good luck with that because the <laughs> world luck. is going to be crumbled around you before yeah. you notice, probably. Right. I mean the the solutions that we need um, to the challenges that we face and the innovation doesn't rest in the mind of one person. We really have to give that up. Um, which also reinforces the need to be coachable um, and to be open to somebody else uh, asking questions, asking powerful questions about assumptions, not at you, but uh, collectively in in the teams uh, that we're working with. Are you willing to explore facts? Uh, do you are you open to somebody asking you a question and not becoming defensive? Um, are you willing to try new approaches? I, that that's a whole nother wormhole around <laughs> the is. you know that the best things happen when we dip a toe in and we fail. Oh, right, and just fail quickly. Yeah, come back. Go. What happened here? You know, do a quick right. little autopsy on it, and then shift and move again. And then, how would we how would we do something different to, uh, to have a, a better result? So, I think this this whole notion of being uh, coachable, uh, abandoning the hierarchy, and coming into uh, relationships with positive intent is is so critical uh, for today. Absolutely. And it's really about bringing um, new insights into um, the workforce in general, whether it's, you know, a team meeting and you're bringing in this project and you're trying to work through it or whether it's just your general environment. Right. We're now bringing this this whole new human into the workforce and we're not leaving half of it, you know, our whole personal side, if you mm-hmm. want to even, you know, delineate between the two anymore. I think it's all wrapped up in one thing now. So how do you, you know, bring that in and be vulnerable enough to take some feedback from people to level the playing field between the experienced, more senior people in an organization and and the new people and really value, you know, we're going to talk a lot about our um, excitement and hope uh, on the on the younger generations coming into the workforce now, because I think I said last time, you know, they get a lot of criticism uh, out in the media, and that's just not been our experience, right? For those that we've been involved with, and we've talked to thousands of them the last few years at this point, and man, I they have a lot of great insight. They learn to ask they good questions. They do. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you just mentioned we've talked to a lot of great youth the last couple of years, thousands, and it's it's kind of amazing when I think about that, um, all the feedback that we've uh, been blessed with from uh, a lot of college students and um, and uh, high school students to to hear them um, to understand what they need is no different than anybody else. I don't know where it got crosswise. I don't either. I just I think because sometimes this generation is looking at things in ways to be more effective, to um, take different paths, you know, and a lot of our upbringing was you follow this exact path with these exact steps and you would get from A to B to Z eventually. And they're like, yeah, I don't think we need to do it that way. Right. We see another way. We see another way. And it's throwing some 
people, um, you know, off kilter with some of that. And they're they're going to learn like our generations did, too. Um, you know, I, I don't know about you, Kathy, but the more conversations that I have with Gen Zs and, and millennials, the more I'm realizing uh, how much I need to make sure I remain coachable. Right. 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 And I don't shut down ideas or dismiss them too quickly or process them too quickly. Or just say it's generational. It's generational, yeah. whatever. They don't they don't <laughs> right. know enough, you right. know, yet. They've they've got to get some experience, which is true in some things, but it was true for all of us. It doesn't mean that there's not huge right. value there. Yeah. And and the the wicked challenges that we face today, as I said before, they don't rest in the mind of one or in um a solution that's handed down. P- people just aren't aren't going to buy that anymore. And so I would encourage all of us to um, embrace the mindset of the coach, but in the non-traditional way of being coachable yourself um, as a leader, as a parent, um, as a team member, learn to ask questions, learn not to take offense, um, of others and be open to explore new actions and new ways of doing things. So I, I would challenge, you know, people to say, you know, who who is your tight group around you? You know, who's your entourage that can give you valued, accurate insights into your behavior mm-hmm. or your directions or, or any of those things that you could really trust? And, you and know, what are your weak there. points? Be open for to hear it those. Is. And maybe yeah. it's something that you just need to manage. You know, it always used to be, oh, let's work on our weaknesses. No, let's work on our strengths. Let's work on our strengths. Let's work on right. that. And we manage our weaknesses. Yeah. You know, and figure that out. So I think, um, you know, that's what we'd, we would ask today is how do you view the, the role of coaching, not only in mentorship, but are you coachable? Great question to ponder. Yeah, we'd love to hear your comments below. Uh, Again, hit the subscribe button. We'd love for you to come back and be part of our conversations each time. And uh, again, Deanna with K2OH Solutions. And Kathy Opp. Thanks for joining us today. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us today for the Pink Grapefruit Podcast. If you would like assistance with organizational culture alignment, mentorship programs, strategic directioning, process optimization, or leader development, talk to us. Absolutely. Find out more about our cutting-edge services at k2ohsolutions.com, where we're committed to elevating organizations of character. And if you like this podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button and join us every week. Until next time.